my calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host, Sanch, and as usual, I am joined by Max and Renata. <laughs> but they're not here right now, but it's okay, because I have a special episode. Ever since our December 25th actual Christmas episode, I was joined by one of my fellow 80s geek friends. Uh, she has returned, uh, and no worries, she will talk a hell of a lot more. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, she's here, and please introduce yourself. Hey guys, me Chelsea again. Woo! <laughs> Woo get excited. Yeah. Alright everybody, so uh, we have a huge episode in store today. Uh, there's so much to talk about. Um, actually, today's episode, um, we, we just watched a movie, and uh, this movie was uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. So, before we get into the films, before everything, obviously, we have to get into some shout-outs. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, first shout-out goes out to... uh, This shout-out is going to go to... uh, Obviously, it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, (laughs) but it's a shout-out to, in a sense, the Brothers Bear podcast. But in reality, that it's not to them, even though it's to me. Um... We, we just had a, a recent episode. It was episode 119. And we had we did a double episode. It was a Brothers Bear slash 88 Miles Per Hour podcast episode. And we had a special guest. Uh, it was an actual a musical group. Um, they didn't perform live, but they came in in studio, talked with us, and they were called the Flux Capacitors. They are the world's only uh, Back to the Future themed musical band. And they actually are affiliated in a sense they're recognized by the franchise as the the like you know they're i I don't know i I guess they're a part of the legacy i can't remember what they just said but they're basically like they the 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 people like you know all of them they recognize them as in because they're actually invited to go if you're in southern california ladies and gentlemen i know some of our fans like 88 fans you've made trips out to um southern california most uh, the the one recognizable would be uh, the well Lone Pine Mall, right? Uh, where they filmed the the whole uh, going back in time and everything with uh, Doc Brown and Marty. It's called the Puente Hills Mall, and this October there's going to be a big old uh, 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. Freaking 30 years! Can you believe that? That's amazing, right? So uh, wait, you know, what? so that's what happened with the film was in in '85. They traveled 30 years into the future. Yeah. Yeah. So, huh. Because it was 19... No, 2015. Right. Wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> the math doesn't make... Wait, what? I, okay, okay. I, I mean, I get... I get. Uh, we've talked about this in the past, but I know 
like, alright, if once they traveled into the future, they wouldn't exist anymore. There's a few episodes ago, me and, and Max um, and Renata, we were talking about this and, and so on and so forth. And um, it, what doesn't make sense to me is the fact that in 85, Marty was a teenager. So they were in high school, right? They were in high school. Mm-hmm. So I, myself, I was born in 81. So I was four years old in 85, okay? I was four years old in 85. It's 2015 right now. I'm 33 years old. How old were Marty and and Jennifer when they had their first kid? How old are they in the film? Because if oh, I was older? four years old... So if we do the math, like... That would make them not that much older than you. When it was the future. Right? Well, yeah. It doesn't make sense, right? Because it's like... They, they're, they, they're supposedly all old and everything. And they have kids who are like... They look like they're in their teens. Right? Yeah. Like, especially young Marty, right? He looks like he's a teen. So how old are, how old are the kids? They've never really discussed that. Like, how old the freaking kids are. So they seem like they were teenagers. Or something. Yeah. I um. Know. Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't make any. Like I, I'm curious as to how old the kids are because, like I said, if let's just say he was 15, right? He was like he was he was supposed to be 15 years old in '85. He's in high school, so 15 or 16. Let's just say 15 for the easy math axis of that. Yeah. So if we add 30 years to 15, would make it what? 45. Yeah. 45 years old. Okay. So, damn, they're old. Then they have their kids. Then they old. must have had them um, pretty, pretty young. No. It? You're 45 and you have like a 15 year old. 45 and you have a 15? You wouldn't. That means they had them when they were 30. So, yeah. they, because they, most people when they have kids, they have them in their 20s, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, and right there. So, that means they should, they when they were about 30 years old is when they had their first kid and they have two kids so that means when they were 30 at that point they're 45 and they have a 15 year old see and that's the thing like with age it's, it's like for instance like with my i mean i guess it matters on parents because you it know depends yeah yeah because i know what like like i had a, actually i had a buddy in junior high who his parents were like over 50 already when he was in in seventh grade yeah, well, that was... My mom had me when she was late 30s. Yeah, see? 30, 38 or something so, like that. So, she hit 50, you know, and I was still in school. Unless they were out of high school already and they were adults. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, the, the, the point to me bringing up Back to the Future is it's this year, obviously, it's the 30th anniversary of the film... And in City of Industry, it's actually like, I think like a three, three day event or five day event where you could go see them recreate the whole scene at the Puente Hills Mall, like the whole, like, you know, um, the chase with the terrorists, the Libyan terrorists and all. And then also there's things where they take you tours where, because a, a lot of the houses, like, you know, exteriors and all that were filmed in real locations out in Southern California. So you go to Pasadena, Whittier. Um, so, and I know they take you to trips to go out there. So if you're in Southern California, if you want to make a trip out to Southern California, come out because if you're a huge Back to the Future fan, in which I am, 
I know I'll be there, so hope to see you at the movies. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So yeah, so so big shout out goes out to the Flux Capacitors. Uh, thank you guys uh, for being on Brothers Bear, and and yeah. So um, and also a shout out to uh, uh, my buddy here, Chelsea, for sitting in with us last time she was here. It was Scrooge yep. and National Lampoons episode thirty three. Uh, the first half, she was uh, terrified, didn't know what to do, so she stayed yep. quiet for the I first hour. I have no idea what to say. It's <laughs> not that easy. You think, uh, you know, Santos here does a good job, he knows what he's doing, but if you've never done it before, you have no idea what to say, you're not really sure, but hopefully I'll do better this time <laughs> with something I know, I know, like, you know, more about it, so. And, it, it, I mean, it took you an hour to uh, fully... To fully understand uh, how to uh, record, because it was um, National Lampoons. By that point, you started talking. You you kind of were more involved in everything. So right, yeah, yeah. So so by that point, so yeah. So but I think now you're uh, you're not as shy and timid. Plus, we have never really had much talked as much before. The only instance was we had you on the show on Brothers Bear. Right, that yeah, point. that's true. So there wasn't a lot of conversation. Yeah, and ever since the that, show, yeah, yeah, like we would always talk at work. So at that point, it's kind of not like... I just knew you were 80s. That's the reason why I had her on the yeah. show, because I knew she was a huge 80s nut. So I was yeah. like, why not get someone that, you know, record days? Yeah. You know? And like for 80s, mostly I like horror-themed horror, horror themed things. So that's, you know, we're going to talk about Elvira Mr. Dark, which, you know, is horror-themed. And that's more of, like, what I know about. More things I like. Can so. they really be seen, considered as horror? Horror themes? Or more like a horror. Not, that, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, you know, to the movie, it seems um, like it. But, no, it's it's horror themed. It's just not, yeah, yeah. It's not a horror film. No, not at all. It's a dark comedy? Or, or horror comedy? Horror comedy, maybe. Yeah, damn it. I wish I had the box. Um, and I love horror comedy yeah because on the box it there's there's a quote on there uh from it said something like uh you know maybe i could find the dvd cover to elvira mrs of the dark because it it's um what the hell mistress of the dark eh. well it said something like one of the best horror related comedies since Young Frankenstein. Oh, did it mention Young Frankenstein? Yeah, I'm like, wow, you're, you're literally gonna freaking... You know, you can't compare Young Frankenstein to anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you have the window open, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Everybody's okay, we're fine. Yeah, It's not us. Nope. Uh, don't worry about it. It's probably just a... Probably was an accident. Let's see. Wonderfully trashy, a hilarious... Comedy horror. Yeah. Okay. But the, I don't I don't have the I'm looking at it right here at the DVD cover. Um doesn't oh here we go. Maybe this might be it. A virus is a special What? Alright, so the New York City Metro uh wrote Elvira is a special effect even Spielberg can't match. Meaning Elvira herself. Ah, uh, yeah, whatever. That's it's, what that's about. That's cheap. 
was <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Um, well, that's a, a big part of the movie is the fact that it's so cheesy. It's just pure 80s cheese. It, it's a, a big part of the movie, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Elvira is a hilariously over-the-top comic creation Toronto star. Uh, Campy Charm, Los Angeles Daily News. Elvira busts out in her new outrageously funny feature film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's something that, like, you know, I'll, I don't know. I, I wish I'd have had it because I don't, I don't have it here. So I'm just going to move along because I'm like, I can't even find it. Okay, so this is the film we're going to be talking. We're just going to get into it now because it's so fresh in my head. Like, I really need to talk about this freaking movie. Um, so, yeah, so this movie was released in 1988. Huh, but the box said 87. Uh, I thought it was 88, remember? Yeah, you did say 88. Yeah. But when I looked in the box on the copyright, it said 87. It makes no freaking sense. I don't know. Maybe that's when it was made, but it didn't go out till '88. Yeah, I, I don't even know. This is so freaking weird. Uh, Tess McNally. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, she, so so she there we the, go. She was the newscaster. Yeah, she was the, the newscaster. Beginning. So all right. So real quick, let's give you guys a point. The plot of this movie: Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Elvira is obviously the crazy, like the watching the old silent films. She's a and, horror movie hostess. Yes. The, you know what? The original, the Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Right. Which goes back. But first, you had Vampira back in the fifties, mm-hmm. and then she came along. Actually, Vampire tried to sue Elvira unsuccessfully for her look and what she did. And, uh, which I, I think that was probably back in the 90s. Yeah, back in the 90s, she unsu- uh, unsuccessfully uh, sued her. Um, but, I mean, I think most people know Elvira more for the horror hosting. You have lots of other horror hosts, too. There's still some today. But I would say Elvira's probably the most popular out of all of them. But um, if you check your local TV listings, sometimes there's one out here, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, you, uh, Sven Gulli. Sven Gulli. You can catch uh, Sven Gulli episodes uh, in California here, um, like on KCO something, one of those. Those public still ep- exist? Yeah, but I think it's old episodes, and I, I don't think he's filming them from... Uh, California. I'm not sure. I haven't done my research on him, but I have watched my, you know, my dad's recorded episodes of his, and um, you can you can watch them. It's great if you love horror and comedy, the mixture together, and you enjoy horror hosting, which I do, which I love that. Um, you can still watch stuff of him. There's other people too. I've met a couple of them, and they're really nice and awesome. There's uh, Mr. Lobo. He's out of San Francisco. You can look him up. He's awesome, too. I've met him at some horror conventions. Um, you have Miss Monster, uh, which I don't know where she's from, but I, I've also met her, but she's done some horror hosting, too. It's still around. People still like that. But Elvira is uh, the main uh, person who's inspired a lot of people to it's, still do it, that. It, it's kind of like, if you think about it, like if we could, uh, I mean... Like, there's a lot of people, but there's always the face. And it's kind of like, let's just say skateboarding. There's a ton of great skateboarders out there, big names. 
But when you think of like, give me a bigger Tony Hawk. Yeah. So Elvira is kind of like right. yeah. the Tony Hawk of whatever the hell you pronounce it. Of of horror, uh, horror hosting. I or guess. or the boobs of horror hosting. <laughs> the boobs. <laughs> so and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I, I was actually, as you were talking about that, I, I wanted to really quickly look up uh, Vampira, and I was like, oh, I'm like, I know who you're talking about, because the moment I saw her image, I'm on one, for those of you who are fans of Tim Burton, she was featured in, um, what's, uh, Ed Wood. The, Ed Wood, yeah. Yeah, so. Because she, yeah, she was in, um, the real Ed Wood had her be in the film Plan 9 from Outer Space, um, the thing about Vampira was she didn't she didn't do it for very long. The horror host, I think she did it maybe one season or two. Seasons. It was very limited. Um, so then she was kind of looking for work and stuff like that. But yeah, they did um, they did have her portrayed in that film, Ed Wood. Yeah, like all right, let me read this real quick because it goes it, it it goes into the whole thing about Elvira and her. It says in 1981, the year I was born. So uh, Numera, because her name is Maila. Ma, Ma Numerous. Yeah, it's a weird name. Yeah, I can't even pronounce. Vampira, I'll just say that, uh, was asked by TV station KHJ-TV to receive, no, revive her Vampira character for television. So by that point, they asked her to re- revive it, like bring it back in which it had been gone um, for a while. It says, she worked closely with the producers on the new show and was able to get an executive producer credit, but Numera, uh, Vampira yeah. eventually left the project over creative differences. According to Vampira, this was because the station's cast comedic actress Cassandra Peterson in the part without consulting her. They eventually, quote from her, they eventually called me in to sign a contract and she was there, Newman told Bizarre Magazine in 2005. They had hired her without asking me. And here's the most important part. It says, unable to continue using the name Vampira, so I guess she didn't own the rights. It says, the show was abruptly renamed Elvira's movie. Oh, no, no, no. The, the station wasn't able to use the name Vampira. Because she, I guess, yeah. she holding the right. So, so that's when the show uh, named the show uh, Elvira's movie Mac. How do you Macabre. Macabre. There you go. With Peterson's playing the the titular. I, I never know how to say that. Host. Yeah. Uh, Vampira soon filed a lawsuit against Peterson. The court eventually ruled in favor of Peterson, holding that likenesses means actual representation of another person's appearance and not simply close resemblance. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Peter, yeah, Peterson claimed that Elvira was nothing like Vampira aside from the basic design of the black dress and black hair. Vampira co- claimed that the entire Elvira persona was include which included comedic dialogue and intentional bad graveyard puns infringed on her, uh, her creations distinct dress uh dark dress horror prop blah blah blah. Yeah, so it seems, you know. Um if you're not familiar with what Elvira looks like. I mean, I don't know. She, I feel like a lot of people would know what she looks like, but she's very much like, you know, Morticia Adams, Adams Family, and Lily Munster from the Munsters sort of thing like that. Well, I guess right here yeah. it says that the, you know, the mirror or whatever. Yeah. She said that she her, herself claims that her image, Vampire's image, was part based on Charles Adams, yeah. uh, New Yorker character uh, Morticia Adams. Right. So she based it off of that. Though so in '94, to save herself, yeah, yeah. she says that she had intentionally diverged 
diverted from the Adam's mute flat-chested right. creation yeah. and made her more sexier Voluptuous. to avoid plagiarizing yeah. Adam's idea. So even herself realized that, you know. Yeah. So that's why she waited. Oh, that sucks. I'm on uh, I mean, it's it's kind of messed up. Like you know, it's like you kind of create something, but then at the at the same time, it wasn't her creation, right? You yeah. Know? So. So, but yeah, not only I mean, we're talking about the movie, but not only do I love this movie, it's like probably it's probably one of my favorite movies. It it you know, I'm just a huge Elvira fan. Um, I met her a couple times. I have her autograph on a you know. Um, she came out in, I want to say, like, 2000... Like, as gay? Seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> 2007 or something like that. Oh, no. Yeah, it was 2005. I went... The first time I ever met her was at a... Um, it was a DVD store called DVD Planet, which was an awesome store. Oh. And she had a new box set of new films that she was hosting. And uh, I went in, and she was... Uh, you know, as Elvira, and she signed the box set for me. Wait, you went in as Elvira? Like no, you she was as Elvira. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like. But you. there were people there dressed as Elvira, mm-hmm. and men and women. Um, and so I got her autograph on the box set, which was awesome. Yeah, that was back in 2005. And then um, I've met her at Comic Con, taken my picture with her before. Um, I. Yeah, I just, I'm a huge fan of Elvira. Huge, huge fan. One, I, I love her, so that's probably, you know, why I love the movie so much. Now, okay, here's the thing. I mean, I know it's, this would have worked awesomely for, like, an October episode, but right. whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, so one thing, for, for those of you who are not in, you know, Southern California, but it doesn't matter because anywhere in the United States that you are, or if you're outside of the United States, I don't know how it works out anywhere else because I know we have fans that live all over the world but um out here there is we have this uh, amusement park called Knott's Berry Farm and every year they're known for doing like for the whole month of October it's called Knott's Scary Farm um and you 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 love that you've been there a lot um right yeah and uh do you know what's her what's Elvira's relation to Halloween Haunt like how, why is it that they're connected? Um, okay, so the reason why they're connected is because way back um, when Halloween Haunt started, back in 19... I can't remember. It's the late 70s, like 90, uh, 1975 or something like that. Or no, let's see. Uh, it was 1972? Nineteen seventy two, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> they um, to get people to come to the event, um, and I, I'm probably messing up the history of it, but either the first Halloween haunt or the second Halloween haunt over at Knott's Berry Farm, they had Wolfman Jack. Yeah, be part of. Hey the, man, this is Wolfman Jack. <laughs> they had him be part of the event, and so that kind of brought in people because of the popularity of Wolfman Jack, and so I think what they. Um, Nine, yeah, October 26, 1973. Originally a yeah. three-night affair. Wow. Yeah. So people would have affairs there? Man, a lot of marriages are broken <laughs> up, right? <laughs> I'm obsessed with Halloween Haunt, too. Not only Elvira. Everything horror-themed and scary, spooky. That's my thing. But, um, so yeah, I was obsessed with Halloween Haunt. Uh, but as a kid, so I loved Elvira as a kid. Um, I would go get the, you know, her movie. That What's we're the earliest about. that you remember being a fan of hers? I 
can't remember. And why? What was like, a, like as a child, what was it that you're like? Well, wow, this this chick is cool. Like, wow, her she's all in black. Or what was first it? First of all, first of all, I always loved Halloween. Just the holiday, still do. When yeah. I, it's my favorite holiday. She was funny. I thought not only she's she's mixing scary. I love the mixture of scary and and comedy. Yeah. So she's scary, and she's a you know doing comedy. Her her bit is she's gothic looking, scary looking, but she's just a valley girl. You know, she's just like yeah. oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Uh, you know, segueing into another thing, Elvira's was uh, created um, in the uh, the actress Cassandra Peterson. She she did um, comedy and she did stuff at Groundlings. That's where all the people from SNL come from and all these other yeah. comedy people. Her Pe- time, Pee Wee Herman, yeah. Um, and because her, she was in uh, right. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, she's the she one who like, let you don't let no let me have yeah. it in the biker bar. We're like, she was we get the thumb. <laughs> the one cholo in there. We get him and we tattoo him. <laughs> she was in, uh, yeah, she was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And she, um, and Paul Rubens, Pee Wee was going to be in her movie, but it scheduling conflict, so it didn't Oh, and so she was supposed to be in this film. She, well, she's, yeah. She, well, she is in her own m- movie. I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman was supposed to be in this movie. Correct, yeah. Really? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. He was supposed to be, because they're, they're good friends. Yeah. Um, they're good friends because they both started in Groundlings and they both created both of their famous characters in yeah. Groundlings. So she did this character where, you know, why don't I be a valley girl but I look all gothic and everything and so then they, they took that idea and she went um, to be the horror hostess that she is now. But anyway, so back to the Knott's Berry Farm thing. Wait, so, so if, okay, I, I know we're gonna, I, I right, know I keep yeah, cutting yeah. out. This is how, no, what yeah, I would yeah, do. Yeah. I love like, because I interview in a horrible weird way. I would make a, no, you're fine. a, a horrible good. talk show host. But, We'll get back to the whole uh, haunt thing. Yeah. So this kind of throws me off because mm-hmm. why was Vampira suing if 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 she was already doing this character beforehand? Um, that's weird. Like, th- well, she, because I it thought, wasn't famous enough yet. So she thought that she just stole it then, but they right. probably hired her based on that knowledge that hey, we like that character, let's do it. Right. So yeah, she yeah. probably. Vampire probably felt like, oh, she started doing this character because of me. Beca- correct. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, why. Okay. But she already had it for a while. Yeah, she had it since, you know, the 70s or something. It, but it wasn't yeah, because some- it was during that yeah, time. Yeah, it wasn't something that she was using, you know, like on TV or anything. She she got a job, uh, you know, at the studio, you know, the station and started doing that thing. Because yeah. they, they wanted somebody to start hosting... Um, horror films on TV again. So, she and she didn't think she was going to do it for very long, but it caught on. Um, because not only... So, she had the movie in, uh, in um, what we said, 88? 1988? Yeah, I'm but, just going to... Whatever IMDb says, I'll say yeah, 88, because she, it doesn't uh, make sense that the box is 87. She became so popular. They used her for so much um, promoting. Promoting of soda. Yeah, back in the... If you can, can or you go to YouTube, she has, there's old um, uh, commercials of her promoting Bud Light or Orange Slice Soda, and there was cardboard cutouts of her at the, I remember, that's another thing too, oh. when I was a kid, there were cardboard cutouts of her at Halloween time in gro- the grocery yes! stores. Yes! I seriously remember yeah. that! And that, like, that also was like, wow, I was so, I just loved her. I just thought, I'm transfixed, this is amazing. So that too, and um, so they used it for so much promoting. She had a um, another thing back when I was a kid, or they still have it somewhere. 
but um, she has a 3D film. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but she has a 3D film. She's uh, has um, she has a couple CDs out where she sings. She there is a well. If you want to talk about it later, she had another movie that came out in 2001 called Elvira's Haunted Hills, um, also starring uh, Richard O'Brien of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, so, um, what's his character name? Uh, Riff Raff. Riff Raff, there you go. Um, so, what about yeah. Encounter in the Third Dimension? Is that the 3D one? I, that could be it. She does have like a music video. Yeah, that nine, might be that. 1999, sure. Encounter in the Third Dimension. And that's, uh... Her 3D... Oh, um, it's an... It's, a uh, tries to solve history in 3D. Oh, it was like a 3D movie. Oh, too. yeah, she had a 3D movie that was a music video. Um, where she sings about, like, a haunted house. That could be it. Oh, it was presented in IMAX theaters. Oh, okay, that's She had an IMAX it. theater movie. All right, anyway. But she had, yeah, the 3D movie premise was that she had, like, a horror-themed theme park. There's a great, if you can find it on YouTube, too, there's a great little, before you would go into the ride, because they would just put these, you know, in, like, old simulator things. <laughs> yeah, I remember know? those. Those are cheap. Um, they were cool when we were kids. But though. the little promo before was her showing, like, all her, it was called Elvira's Tragic Kingdom, and it was, she was showing all of her, like, horror-themed rides and everything. Um, but anyway, so, they, yeah, they used her for a lot of promotion. They She was on the Disney Channel one time um, promoting something for Halloween. Anytime there was a Halloween event, they would want to get her. And then later she dubbed herself the Santa Claus of Halloween, kind of. I would, I, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? She is. She's, yeah, the Santa Claus of Halloween. And then in 2000 and, oh gosh, 2006, you know what? Yeah, 2006, 2005, they did a search for the next Elvira, which was, I can't remember what channel that was on. Like, I never watched it, but I forgot about that. That was wanted, great, yeah. It you had, actually watched that? Oh yeah, because I was a huge fan of her, of what course. A so there was like four episodes. <laughs> Just kidding. I met a couple of the girls that were on the show as contestants. Like, one of How? Them, one of them was Bridget, Bridget from... The Girls Next Door, the Hugh Hefner show. Oh, really? She, she loved Elvira, so she became tried to become one of the... I've met... Okay, so they did find the next Elvira. Her name was April Wallen, and they were going to have her be Elvira, but she only was really Elvira for one year after the show. But I met her. She's at Comic-Con, and I've talked to her and stuff. When, um, you know, she's nice girl. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to tell, but I just love Elvira a lot. No love Damn, you have a lot of knowledge on this yeah, woman. Yeah, I love Elvira. <laughs> this is like literally the perfect movie for you to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, you, you, you do have a lot of knowledge. Okay, well, obviously, let's go, real quick, let's go back to Halloween Haunt, because you were yeah. talking about it. It's like, yeah, because I do remember... <laughs> Being at Halloween Haunt, and they now it's it's all year round, oh, year round, year round where there's a room and it has the whole history of Halloween Haunt. Well, now they it. do. That started after the um, I want to say some anniversary. I can't remember. Um, Two thousand, probably the forty. You said what year? Yeah, what year did was the first well, year? The first year is seventy three. Okay, so, so two thousand thirteen was the fortieth. Yeah. 40th. Right. Okay. So no. No. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I'm so sorry. It is. They, it is. I, 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 you're right. Okay. The point is, is that Because if the 85 <laughs> is 30 years. Yeah. And this is 70, so it has to be for 40 years. All right. So the point is, though, is they recently just had a um, big anniversary uh, for Halloween Haunt a couple years ago. I'm not sure. We're not sure what, what it, when it was. But, um, so, uh, they announced that they were going to have Elvira back. Because Elvira, previously, I want to say... 
It wasn't in the 80s because she was doing her other things. It, it had was, to be 90s, it was early in, 90s. It was, yeah, like, mid to late. She stopped doing it and I want to say 1999 or, two, no, 2001, I think. Yeah, because that's when she started doing that second movie. So, like, around that time. So, from, like, mid-90s to the late, you know, mid-late 90s, she was at Halloween Haunt doing a live stage show um, in the theater that they have there. Can and I, can I, you're kind of off. Am I off? Way off on years. On what, for years? Well, it says uh, by the point 1980s, it was like, it was already big. So at that point, they figured like they need to start having um, popular like people to help, you know, bring in. So in 81, they brought Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, I heard about it. So Weird Al was a part of it. But also the following year, so in 82, Ovira joined. And it said Ovira was a part of it. All the way until 2001. Oh, so I didn't know she was so, doing it that so for, long. Yeah, so basically 19 years she was well, maybe, doing it. maybe, I don't know if she was doing it constantly. Maybe she was, because there would have been time that she wouldn't have been able to do it. But she oh. officially was, I remember, because she was officially gone from it. You said, like, what, 2001, it says? Yeah. Um, so during your time when you were a kid, it's probably why you really loved it so much. Because it says right here that... On her MySpace page, that Ovira was let go from her contract in 2001 yeah. because the new the new owners um, the wanted uh, to get rid of their the family friended uh, yeah friendly uh, aspect oh, no, of it or they had to, um, by the way too, oh no no they the, wanted family during the stage yeah that's what they I think too because in the stage show you know her dress is really low cut they changed they she couldn't wear her original costume oh, that's on the stupid. stage. Um, but I talked, I remember I was with my parents when we met her at Comic-Con and she, we said, you know, we miss you at Knott's because we, we'd go, I never, I, I've actually never seen her perform at Knott's ever. Really? Never, ever. Why? Yeah. If you've been all the time. Because I didn't start going until mid 2000s and she was gone. Oh yeah. That. Cause in the night, oh, okay. Then I'm wrong. Yeah. But in the nineties, it says by the nineties, it was when they started doing a different approach on Halloween. That's when humor was added. Uh, to oh, many yeah. things in the park, which turned from explicit <laughs> horror to black comedy. Right, yeah. There's and a whole history of, so of that, too. So, And that's probably why... I mean, I last year and the year before, it looks like they're kind of going back to the more scary horror. Yeah, they're trying But I guess to, yeah. at some point... It's Vegas. It's literally Vegas. Because in the 90s and late 90s, it's when Vegas was like... Kid, you know what? We gotta bring the families and bear the bear, you know. Right, have everybody yeah. go there, there. And then... After 2001, after 9-11 happened, not a lot of people were going out visiting. So then they're like, all right. But then they started bringing back people, started coming. But then once the the recession in yeah. 07, the housing crunch, That's right no, when no families it. were going yeah. on vacation. So like, well, well, let's get the teenagers back. Yeah. Now Vegas is back. They started, and that's what's happening with Knott's. Yeah, they started because they were doing the family thing, like you said, from like 90s to the late or the early 2000s. Because about 2007, they had a lot of, uh, this has nothing to do with Elvira, well it kind of does, but like they had a lot of mazes there were, that were like colorful and goofy and like puns, like Lost Vegas, one of the mazes was called Lost Vegas, which is, you know, supposed to be, uh, it's a, it was a Las Vegas themed maze, wasn't scary, was just taking all the elements from Vegas and making it kind of horror comedy style thing, and it was in 3D. You know, but like you said, right around 2000, 2008, they, they decided not to do that and they've also had the competition of 
of um, Halloween Horror Nights because... Yeah, because that's why. Yeah. Horror Nights... You know, this is Universal back. Studios, lady, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, because Universal Studios... Was gone for a while. And it, they yeah, they tried it and they sucked and everybody would com- compare it to uh, Knott's Berry Farm. But yeah. Knott's Berry Farm was obviously better, so Universal stopped mm-hmm. and then they returned. But they came back full force and they started knocking it out of the park. They came back first with... Freddie, Jason, and Michael Myers. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And they after that, people were like, oh, dude, this is the greatest thing ever. And their mazes, there was so much production value. Then they get, like, big things like Walking Dead, like movies. Oh, uh, Walking and Dead. And Knott's got, doesn't yeah. have that. Oh, and, yeah. and then that's when Knott's is like, well, we got to make it scary again. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm a Knott's. I'm, I've actually never been to Halloween uh, Horror Nights. I've yeah. always wanted to. It's, it's just, it's more expensive it's not as scary not right as now much. when you said i'm a knots and i was like <laughs> where's she going with this like, Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> i'm um but i'm more obviously uh i'm more for uh not uh scary farm i've always been a bigger fan of that and uh i you know the people that work there are, are awesome people so i'm always for them i'm always gonna root i mean Halloween Horror Nights is probably great, and I will visit it hopefully soon. But I'll always be for uh, for Knots for Horror Nights or uh, Halloween Horror, uh, not Scary Farm first, um, especially because Elvira is uh, linked to it too. Um, but anyway, so then they so they brought her back for the uh, for I guess the fortieth or one of the anniversaries, and uh, like you said, they have that one little that one little room where they have like the history. Yeah. In, in uh, of about it, and they've got her couch and her uh, one of her costumes in there that you can see too. So, yeah, it's freaking awesome, freaking all. It's just like it's so crazy how like this persona, like that she just like she created that is got just, so popular. Like it's no, it's no one's about her, like the yeah. actual person. It's all about right. Alvira. Yeah, you know, like I guarantee you, people can have a better knowledge of, like, who Elvira is over, like, certain, like, people, like, politicians or stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, pop culture-wise, it's like, yeah, like, I mean, even hell, like, if you show someone an image of uh, of Elvira, I, I guarantee you they, they probably Yeah, know. they might know who she is. She, she is a big part of pop culture. Bar- big part of Halloween, to me, as a kid. That's, I mean, she was, it was like, I have to watch Elvira, Mr. the Dark, it's Halloween time. You know, I, and then, not only, okay, so now we've talked about she's promoted things, she's, she's worked in theme parks, she's had a film, she's been on TV, okay, she has merchandise, she has her, her own licensed costume that you can purchase, she has makeup, uh, as a kid going to, like, save on drugstore, you could buy, uh, around Halloween time, her press-on black nails, her lipstick, I mean, she, you know, you, there was a fan club back in the day, too. Um, I don't know if it still exists. But Were there was you no, in it? No. I, was uh. too, I think I was too young to be part of it. But um, there was an Elvira. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so she's, you know, has a lot of many different things, too. So she also has her stuff, too, that she has. But I think uh, what I call Elvira Mr. the Dark, the movie, I feel is, is a, the trifecta of... 80s, um, like, I don't know how to say it, but you've got Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Elvira, Mr. Dark, and VHF with Weird Al, and I always look at it as, those are the three, like, they're 
what character films of like the 80s those are like big 80s people and then they're they're the ones that have their own film and i look yeah, at it like i never that. saw it that way yeah. you know and i so love right. i love all those movies too i love all three Gosh. of those <laughs> <laughs> all right you know what i just damn that i never thought of it that way because if you like all right when you think about the 80s let's let Omit the music. Just obviously the music is, is going to always stand out. But let's omit the music. Yeah. When we think of characters from the 80s. The Weird like Al is character music, 80s, But he's, you know. But like just a, he's a character. He's a character. He's his own self. But yeah. He's, yeah. But like you, you got, you know, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh-huh. You know, he's like. Because even though he's still doing stuff to today. Right. He's always going to be well known for the 80s. Then you always got. Right. You got Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. You know. Trying it's not to do a, stuff today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, but Pee Wee Herman is another, you know, you just think of like, oh, that's obviously, when you look at Pee Wee Herman, you think 80s. And then, yeah, uh, you know, Elvira is another one, because she was huge in the 80s. Though, I feel, in certain aspects, probably Pee Wee Herman might be at a higher level. I think Weird Al, of all of them, is probably, like, because it's like, it seems like, I don't know. We're, we're, the they, point they, is, they have the, they all have every, their own popularity every, still. Everybody has something like from you know time frame. These it's kind of like characters, yeah. The nineties, you know, like when you think about it, it's a uh, like characters. What would be ca- characters in the nineties? I would say like Ernest. Wayne and Ernest, Wayne and well, Ernest is kind of eighties. Oh, but, that's true. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. He no, he was eighties. But people from like yeah, um, yeah. Well, I would think Wayne and Garth. Yep. Ace Ventura. Just their own characters. Yeah, again. You know? Um, right. Even even though he the sequels went into the 2000s, it was still in, I think, in 96. But I would say, like, Awesome Powers. The cool thing about the trifecta that I'm talking about is Pee-wee, Weird Al, Elvira. They're all, I mean, you know, you, not everybody's going to know them, but they're still doing stuff today to keep their... I mean, in different ways, they're trying to keep their um, popularity still and keep in touch for today's stuff and everything. Well, you got a Pee Wee film that's currently being made for Netflix. Yeah, right. And I don't know. I, um, I try to always see what Elvira's up to and stuff. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> you call doing her now. up or what? <laughs> yeah, hey, Elvira, like, hey, how you doing? How's it going? What you working on next? But and then Weird Al makes. You know, he just he did, just released in last just year. recently. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, was it la- either last year or earlier this year? It was no, in the yeah. fall. And that album actually did really and well. And that was a good one. Um, I don't know what she's doing, but... It, yeah, they try to keep their popularity. Well, that's freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, for them... I mean, it's like, it's kind of like... If you're into something, you're going to have a lot of knowledge. And knowing that how much you know about Elvira, like, goddamn, you love her a lot. So, so we did pick... So, you know what? I'm not even going to explain the plot. So... Let's let's start talking about the movie. So okay. please tell what tell our fans in a quick like IMDb you know little paragraph synopsis of the plot to okay. this film. Uh, Elvira is a like I've said is a uh, horror movie hostess in the film. She's working, um, uh, you know. So then she so she's doing her job, and then all of a sudden they uh somebody comes and tells her that her great aunt has died and of course when a you know a relative you don't know about you're hoping oh maybe i'll get some inheritance well turns out she's got some inheritance in massachusetts uh from her dead aunt that she's gonna go pick up but her big dream is that she wants a big uh show um in the las vegas side note uh the actress that plays elvira cassandra peter was a showgirl uh in vegas 
when she was really young, like 17, 18. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, so she goes to, um, the town where she's trying to collect her inheritance and, uh, turns out that the uh, town is really, you know, it's small town America. Right. It's you know, very all, oh, right wing. If you right. Had that oh yeah, totally. For today's standard, very right wing. Oh, very, you, you know, know, it's all, you know, Republican. older people and they're, you know, wholesome and, you know, they're not used to Elvira. So it's just basically... The culture, a little bit of culture shock between them and Elvira, and trying to figure out what um, in her, her in her inheritance she's gotten a house, and what she's going to do with the house, and then she meets her uncle that she didn't know about either, and in his deal and everything. So it's just her figuring out the inheritance, dealing with the people of the town, and uh, yeah, just trying to get that money. And then that's the whole. There you go. That's the whole freaking plot to this. Goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, but if you, you know, and Elvira's funny, though. You know, along the way, she's she's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's like, with this movie, what's what's crazy about it, it's like, I, I mean, I took notes, and one thing that I want to point out is that there's no, like, real big recognizable stars in this movie. Yeah, there is. I mean, if, if, if freaking Paul Rubens could have actually been in it, yeah. you know, but... Um, what's the genie's name from, uh, Pee-wee's Big House? Oh, uh, Jombie? Jombie, right? Yeah. He's in the film. He is? He's the gas station attendant. Oh, okay. You know what? I think I read that one time. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, because, I mean, one thing though, all right, let, let's just, uh, already I want to start talking about this film. So yeah, so in the beginning of the film, like, the mo- the whole plot of the movie could easily, like, this is how it tells you how 80s this movie is. Because in today, it would have been a different, you know, uh, it would have been triggered. If you, For those of you who are, like, online on Reddit, you would know what I mean by triggered. But um, <laughs> it, it's, um, the whole plot could have been omitted because it's like, I mean, hell, they were, like, sexually harassing her right yeah. away in the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. She had she had a case right there. Yep. One, he, he flat out grabs her boobs. Yep. Grabs her boobs them. play a big role in the movie. I mean, she had just reason to be upset for, you know, yeah. not like literally like some people are just like offended, like, ah! you know, like she had real reason. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, the, the, the freaking oh, Mexican. Yeah, it's, it's dated. It's dated. Yeah, that's of why. It's, it's very nine to five, you know, <laughs> right, like yeah, Dolly yeah, yeah. Parton and all of that where they're like, you got this boss who's all like, and and then that, that crap did exist back when. That's what sucks because it's like this movie is dated because if that existed today, there's no way in hell that that like she, her fifty thousand dollars she would have gotten from the studio. She could have sued the studio because this head honcho who was he was like the owner of the studio, yeah uh-huh. of the of, of whatever the yeah, network yeah, or something. The station, yeah, yeah, the station owner brings him over. So there's already a witness there with her. So the moment that he's like saying all this sexual stuff right there, she has a case. But then when he grabs her, boom witness and then she he, she could have just sued so the next scene when she's like oh you know his her agent's like you need fifty thousand for your vegas show she would have been like i just need to wait till this court case is over yeah. and I get this fifty thousand because <laughs> she would have sued or they would have settled out of court yeah. so that's why like the whole movie would have just been done right there she would have had her vegas show but she would have never yeah. gotten the book or, or no yeah. she still would have gotten that letter anyways yeah but she would have not been in such a hurry because right. she would have just been like ah whatever and then you know, so so that's the one thing I noticed. Um, and then, yeah, and, and in the beginning, she does the typical intro credits where they're driving in a car mm-hmm. and she's riding off and, and freaking listening to the song, though. 
I noticed she's traveling through a bunch of states or whatever. Like, uh-huh. she's, she has a long-distance journey. Yeah. Tor- later on in the scene, she's singing along to the song that's being played. So uh-huh. that means she's been listening to the same song throughout all the, all the states she's been traveling through. Yeah. And she <laughs> murdered someone. She murdered somebody. Yeah. Yeah, she freaking... But he was, he was weird. He deserved he, it. Why? He was creepy. Okay, he was creepy. He was crazy. He, no, he wasn't. He no, was, he was lazy. What if he was an axe murderer? I guess, but no, he was just lazy. He was the 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 very stereotypical gas station attendant, all covered dirty, you know, yeah. like or you know, self service, you know. Yeah. But then when she throws the her little cigarette or whatever, the whole place blows up. We oh never... wait, I thought you were talking about the guy who got the axe to the back. She killed two people. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she did kill two people. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. actually, now Alvira is freaking A mistress murder. of the murder. Hey, she's <laughs> mistress of the dark, you know. So she's dark. Yeah, because, okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, the other guy was like, I mean, we don't know. He was just weird. He was obviously pervy because yeah. the next scene, he doesn't have his shirt on. So when he doesn't have his shirt on, obviously he was trying to get fresh with her. And he runs off. And she throws the axe at him. Yeah. So when she throws the axe, you hear, Argh! you know? Yeah. So she, he's laying in the desert dying. Yeah, she's so, killed somebody. Yeah, so, but at least for just cause, he probably tried raping her or something. Yeah. So I guess we could excuse that. But the other one... He's just a, for move, the Hollywood's way of excusing that murder yeah. or that death is that he was a jerk. That's what Hollywood yeah, he, does all the time. If he was a sweet guy, like, oh, hi, you know, oh, do you, here, let me fill you up. <laughs> let me check your windows, this and that. Okay, bye. And boom, you would have been like, what a bitch. You just killed this guy. <laughs> but because we saw he was not lazy, he was just like, I'm, it's so, I'm not going to serve you. Like, yeah, yeah. And then he died, but we never hear from him again. So Jambi was murdered. Jambi. Yeah, you know, Mecca Licka High, Mickey Hiney Hiney Ho. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah, he blew up high up in the sky. <laughs> poor guy. Um, so yeah, she shows up in town, mm-hmm. and somehow magically her car blows up in the middle of town square, you right? Know, where they filmed Monster Squad, and this that that is the Warner Brothers lot. Oh, d- oh, okay. It is the Warner Brothers. Okay, so lot. then I did see that because I went to the. Warner Brothers so, studio, and I saw that. So, three horror movie-related yeah. films. Lost Boys. Lost yeah. Boys, mm-hmm. Monster Squad, and Elvira. Yeah. And probably tons of other ones. I oh, mean, for sure. I mean, Herman was there. The, oh, the whole yeah. fight chasing. Oh, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. Because that's all, when I was there, that's all I was thinking about was that the Pee Wee Herman movie. Because of so much of the stuff was there. Yeah, and when he walks into the lot, Jombie's right there, too. Because when he goes up to him, he's like, He's he's asking uh, words lot whatever where they're filming and then there's like a lady's like um I don't know and then he's like um you know oh, the guy the red that. suit uh-huh. has a high pitched yeah, yeah. voice that's Jambi also oh, okay yeah I mean because they're all like they're all friends like they're all ground they they came Groundlings, up together yeah. so they, you know they still help out each other you know um and that's probably why Herman was supposed to be on it too but mm-hmm. he was on a high for you know Pee Wee and stuff so oh, there's no totally, way he could have yeah. been um. But yeah, so she shows up and automatically people are already judging her from her big boobs and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and the kids. Like, she, I mean, one, she's like telling, like, she sees these teenagers, boys, and be like, maybe you guys could help me give me a push. Like, already, <laughs> like, dude, like, they're underage. Like, what are you doing? Like, arrest this woman. So they should have just arrested and her. And also, then. one of the main people that she meets there in the town that is, like, totally against her is, like, a total prude is the uh, the lady from um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, and you just look like Daddy. Dairy. Yeah, I can't even say it right now. Dirty Harry. 
And oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what else is she in? I forget. She was in um, Small Wonder. It's a small wonder. <laughs> she was the neighbor. And she's it done was, tons of voices and things like that. Uh, Edie McClurg. What what's her name? She's got she's got that oh don't you know like voice like uh, Edie McClurg. Ah uh, yeah. Oh don't you know? Uh, I'm trying to find this her her. There was there like, he is um, yeah Edie. Let's see what else she's she's actually been in. Oh yeah, she ah uh, she see this is what makes me mad. She was one of the the, the stupid townspeople in Wreck It Ralph. Oh, they had her. The one that makes the, the cake. Yeah yeah yeah. What a bee! I hate her man. <laughs> but yeah like. I mean, she was. She's a character like Ben Ten. There's, there's that. Uh, oh yeah, she's done a lot of voices. She was in Frozen. She was also in Frozen. Um, yeah, freaking yeah. See, there it goes. Uh, Wreck It Ralph. Um, yeah, she's damn. She's like in a lot of stuff. But she's she's a oh she was in Cars too. Um, she's a character actor actress. I meant. Yeah. It's one where like you always it's like those people you're like I know that. She has such a recognizable voice. Wasn't there a book like that they said you're like I know that face? Yeah, there was right? a book called Oh, um yeah, it was uh Oh, that guy or something like oh, that. Oh, that guy. That guy yeah, yeah. cuz there are certain people that there's also in that film there's yeah, that one yeah, other, that guy, other guy, the realtor guy. He was in Ghostbusters too. Uh-huh. He's the the jerk again and Yeah, he yeah, had tons of other stuff. There's always people like that in movies. There was one that recently just died and I remember he was in the game. Um, and he was in, uh, um, Meet the, um, no, uh, Meet the Parents. He was, uh, the, 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 the dad that came in that with the, the uncle and he would always say Fokker, you know, um, <laughs> tall white guy. He's a famous character. Yeah. You know, there's certain people that are just character actors, so they're always mm-hmm. in stuff. But other than that, like, you'll never see them be leads. Right. Um, but yeah, she was, what the hell? She was in Breaking Dawn. Really? Really? Oh, that's another movie called Breaking Time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so yeah, she's obviously the B. Though, she's not the real antagonist of the no. film. You would think that she's the real villain. Because see, alright, here, let, let, you know, let's let's jump back a bit. Remember how I was trying to tell you that I was like starting to remember all this stuff about this movie? And mm-hmm. my thing about this film was, I thought this movie was really much, a, was just about this lady. The, the red-haired lady. And she was like the Ferris Bueller lady. And she hated, you know, freaking Elvira and just wanted to get rid of her and did all these things. I totally forgot about the subplot about the freaking book. What happens in the story is that Elvira comes c- comes across an inheritance of a, of a dog, uh, a house, and a, a recipe book, as they say. This recipe book is actually a book that has uh, sorcery and spells in it that her uncle, who was a sister to uh, Elvira's um, yeah. aunt... Uh, wants access to it because he wants to, I guess, rule the world or something. I don't know what the hell. Be he, evil. Just be, yeah, just, just be, be evil. evil. So, um, this guy goes after that book. He gets, obviously, access to the book, reads some crazy dialogue, and becomes, like, a monster, scary monster. And, you know, Elvira saves the day by because he hits his nuts. Um, and that was literally it. He just hurt his nuts, and at that point, Elvira got the upper hand on him. <laughs> but the this, men's weakness point. Right, <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, it's um, okay, you can always go for the nuts. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's crazy, because the town wanted to burn her alive, like an actual witch, like yeah, murder this woman. And what I was telling you is that when, back, back when I first moved to where I live in La Puente, uh, down the street there was this magic shop. And it was it was it was huge. We used to, like like this is one thing about the eighties is um, when you think of magic and you think of the eighties, 
there's only one name that comes to mind, and it's David Copperfield. David Copperfield always had specials. Every every year, he had like maybe two or three big, huge, or maybe four. I don't even know how many. Yeah. But I remember every it was it was always on a Sunday night, or or sometimes it would be a weekday, like maybe like a I, uh, maybe a Monday night, because yeah. there was always school the next day. That's what I always remember. And they would do like a special. And I remember looking at the TV guide and seeing the cool picture of his new, exciting, you know, he's okay, gonna I make the Statue yeah. of Liberty disappear yeah. or whatever. Like all these mm-hmm. awesome things that he would do. And me and my brother love, you know, and all of, like our friends, like we love them. So we all got into magic and down the. Yeah, I, we all wanted to be magicians, man. You know, yeah. we, we could have been the next freaking Burt Wonderstone, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lance Burton. Yeah, seriously. Who I saw, I saw Lance. Burton. Same here, or Matt King. You know? Oh yeah, I've seen Matt King. Oh, yeah. do you remember the world's greatest magician? Yes. With, and Matt King would host, and then I think on uh, NBC, John Ritter too did it. On NBC, every yeah. year they would host world's yep. great. There was always that guy that was bald that had that little goatee, and he would always yeah. be like, pick a square on the screen. That actor now or that guy, the le- he was on an episode of X Files. He was his head like falls off or whatever. Yeah. What the? F- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because it, it was like a magic. Okay, why? If you're into X Files, <laughs> and it's coming back, find this episode about this guy we're talking about. It's an interesting. Like, totally weird later episode of X-Files. Yeah. It has a guy, yeah, he's cool. He could throw, um, cards at a watermelon and, like, cut them or whatever. Like, he, he could cut, you know what I mean? Like, he could yeah. take a, like, a, you know, a card in a deck and throw it at a watermelon and make it, like, go through, like, in the watermelon. Like, could hit it that fast. But, yeah, that guy was cool. And then they had the, um, do you, and then, so not only did they have, like, the world's greatest magicians, like, one or two, like, they'd have them every year, like you're saying, but they also had... Uh, greatest magic tricks revealed by the mass oh, magician. Oh, the magician. You know? That was nice. So how, 90s, That yeah. was amazing because they'd show you how everything was done and I was like totally mesmerized by that. And then they did it for a while and then like I think they finally revealed who it was and nobody really cared about who it was. <laughs> they're like, yeah, whatever. they're like, we by don't that, care. We just run. But that first episode where they did that People, some of the magicians were like mad and everything. Oh, hell like, yeah. yeah. They, 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 I mean, I know, I think it's on, um, Arrested Development, you know how, like, a uh, joke, he gets <laughs> yeah. blacklisted from, uh-huh. like, the, com- the like, magicians. Yeah, yeah like, it's Illusionists. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's kind of like a funny j- joke on what really happened, because magicians were pissed. Mm-hmm. They were like, dude, like, what are you doing? It's kind of like, see, Penn and Teller, they do do that on certain jokes, where, I mean, uh, tricks, well, yeah. where they show you how it's done. But they still involve actual magic that you're right. still like, well, how do you do that? But they do it for comedy purposes. Things. It's yeah, not, you know. Yeah, and, and and but with this guy, he was giving away like big tricks Old and people Houdini were getting stuff too. They were getting you know? yeah. pissed. Like there was actually, I remember watching like certain like they're interviewing like, yeah, they're like taking away the the you know the magic from it. So, but yeah, like I remember David Copperfield, man, like watching them all the time. I was so into David Copperfield, like. Man, I wanted to be a magician. Like, yeah. I was so into magic. And like I said, we would go to this magic shop. And, like, there was a few uh, guys that were older than us that were in the neighborhood that would hang out with us. Like, we... And, um... They could do magic even ten times because they were older. So they, 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 they caught on easily how to do tricks. So they were doing tricks where, like, all oh, memorized. 
like mesmerized and every time we would go to this magic shop the one thing that i always remembered about this magic shop as when you first walk in they had this big cardboard cutout of alvira tied up to the post mm-hmm. with the wood and oh, they had okay. that little lady that Edie McClure yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the bottom with like uh, holding like a little stick with fire like uh-huh. ah like I'm about to light it and the yeah. dog was right there too oh that's and awesome I always remembered that like I always seen that like the Elvira thing it was he always had it in there so when you would walk in that was the first thing you would see like oh, that awesome. Elvira thing and that's why and it's funny like when we started talking about that I was like oh yeah and and when that movie came out I, I still vividly remember the moment when we got home and my mom because my mom rented it she wanted to see it so we watched and we all watched it together i just remember feeling very awkward on that scene where elvira (laughs) makes that pot roast or whatever the Mm -hmm. casserole yep and everyone gets all sexual and i remember feeling so like as a kid like "Mm," like you know because as a kid like i don't know if this ever happened to you when you get like Growing up, when we would go to the movies or something, if something happened, my mom would cover my eyes. Oh, yeah, in mine the too. Yeah, it was so awkward. <laughs> right? And I, oh, dude, uh, there's this movie called The Getaway. It was a remake of an original flick that had uh, that chick that was in All in the Family, the younger girl. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the, it, the remake was Kim, Kim Basinger, Alec Baldwin, uh, Michael Madison, and uh, Jennifer Tilly. And. It's very sexual, that film. And yeah. I remember we were already, like, in, I think either I was in eighth grade or, or like, freshman or something. I don't even remember what grade we were, and we all went to go see it. And I remember feeling so awkward. So I would, like, they weren't, like, they were sitting behind me, and I was awkward. sitting in front because the way. So I literally, like, turned around in my seat while the seat, the scenes were happening <laughs> because I was just like, That's they're not here to cover my eyes. Am I supposed to? Like, I just <laughs> felt so awkward. I went and saw um, Matrix... Uh, Revolutions or Reloaded, whatever, the, the second one. Reloaded. Yeah, Reloaded. Was that the second one? And so there was that scene where, I think it was the second one, where it's like that big old like orgy. So you got Neo and Trinity and they're having sex. Oh, and yeah. everybody, like, they're like having It's that, like a rave. It's oh. like a rave orgy, but still, like, I was like 13 or 11 or, or you know, so, probably, yeah, 13 or 12. And I was with my mom and I'm like, they're all like humping and like having sex and stuff and it was really awkward with my mom I was like oh I don't want to be here it's so weird so yeah it was weird <laughs> yeah like that this is one thing I I hated that growing up always having like yeah. awkward like like scenes there was this one time where um we went to go rent movies and I remember there was I rented two movies and well actually it was the three for five I remember I don't remember what the third movie was but I rented uh this Distinguished Gentleman. It was an Eddie Murphy movie that didn't do well. But I rented it because it's Eddie Murphy. It might be funny. Yay. So I rented that one. And I rented um, Passenger 57 with Wesley Snipes. Mm -hmm. So we got home. And then I was like, my mom, she was making uh, dinner. So we are going to, she was making dinner and we are going to watch the movie. We're like, oh, okay, cool. So then she's like, well, put a movie. And then she was already going to start serving. And... I put in Distinguished Gentleman. And in the beginning of the movie, that starts the whole thing out how somehow, I don't know how the hell, I never really watched it, but how Eddie Murphy becomes somehow involved with the White House is there's a politician who is having sex and dies during sex. Mm-hmm. So then in the beginning of the movie, that the scene comes on and my mom's making, and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> I don't know why my kid <laughs> mentality was like, I should have just stopped it yeah. or fast forwarded it. So that's happening, and I I just get up and I go over there to the kitchen with my mom, 
And then she, and like, because I didn't know what to do. And she walks over and she sees the screen and sees what's on. And she gets all mad. Like, why am I renting those types of movies? This and that. And I don't even know what was happening in the movie. And she got all pissed off at me. And I was like, oh, and she, like, turned it off. And she, yeah, just yelled at me saying, why would I rent something like that? It's not for good, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And, and then she's like, put yeah. the other movie. And then, so, yeah, the movie was Passenger 57. I remember the whole time watching that movie, which I liked. I thought it was pretty good. But as a kid, like, sitting there the whole time being like, please don't have any sex. Please don't have any. The <laughs> yeah, whole time, I was like so that. stressing, like, please don't have anything. Please don't, please, please. And yeah. there was nothing. <laughs> and I was happy because in the movie, Wesley Snipes, like, wife or whoever got killed. It yeah. was murdered or something like that. So he's like a cop who's like now, you know. So that's what I, at least we didn't, I didn't have to worry. But man, yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, growing up was so awkward. Like, ah, oh, stupid Well, you talking about renting. Well, one of the big reasons why I liked Elvira so much and why I love this movie is because I would, there was a blockbuster near my house and there were two movies that I would always rent like all the time. Like most people, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of like watching the same stuff over and again. But, like, I, yeah, like, for me, I would go in and either get Elvira, Mistress uh, Mistress of the Dark, or I'd get Return to Oz, which was that, the weird sequel to Return, or, uh, you know, Wizard of Oz that Disney made in the 80s. And I watched that over and over again, too. But I would get Elvira, and I remember, it was, like, a five-day rental or whatever, you know, like, back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Five-day rental. And I was like, okay, I have five days. How many times can I watch Elvira (laughs) before I have to take it back? Because I don't, like... As a kid, I wasn't even sure, like, where I could get that movie. Like, it wasn't, like, a popular movie that you could get. Like, they, they, it took a while for that one to be on DVD, Elvira to be on DVD. So, I was like, I don't even know where you get it. And actually, I remember buying the Elvira DVD. We, um, me and my parents, we had a hard time finding it. We couldn't find it. Um, back, probably, I, man, what was it like? I probably got around... 03 or 02 something like that but yeah i want i wanted it on dvd because there were dvds now because back then i just had on vhs so yeah we had a hard time just finding the dvd copies but yeah back then when i had i was just like all right five days all right i mean i would i did the same thing when i was a kid when i was like five or six years old i would watch star wars a new hope uh over and over again nice and uh so that's what i did with this i mean i remember okay i gotta go to school i turn it off I uh, come back from school, all right, let's restart it up from the middle or wherever it was and just keep going with the Elvira. And I don't, you know, always, and then I remember, I would rent it, like, all the time, but around October, it was, like, hard to get, and I'd freak out because I wanted to watch it. Because everybody was renting yeah, it like, at oh, that time. Yeah, like, oh, let's watch that movie, you know, and I was like, no, 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 that's my movie. Like, I, and I, because I couldn't, I never had on videotape or anything. I had other, my other favorite movie, too, is Beetlejuice. I had that on videotape. My parents must have got yeah, everybody it. Everybody had Yeah, that, I had a copy of that. Man, that one is worn out because I would play that one <laughs> a lot. And I'm always going to keep it because I just have really... Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't think I... I didn't get Beetlejuice on DVD till two years ago. So I was watching Hocus Pocus and Beetlejuice. I have them in VHS, and those are the two Hocus VHSs Pocus. that I still would watch to this day because I don't, I don't have Hocus Pocus on DVD. I only have it on VHS. Why Why is Beetlejuice considered a Halloween movie? Because it's scary and spooky. Well, it's not scary. Well, it's not it's, scary. But it's in that... that it's It's horror. Elvira-esque it's, it's, where it's dark but comedic. It's horror. Okay. Rock, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Elvira, uh, Beetlejuice. See, uh, Rocky Horror is another one. Like, why would that be considered... I'm looking at my DVDs. Uh, Casper? Casper. Casper's more kids. Um, Army of Darkness would go in there too. These are all horror comedies. 
Even um, is that the remake or the original Fright Night? The, I both. I love both. I would even put Fright Night in it because it's kind of funny. It's cheesy. It's super. Which cheesy. one? Which one are you talking about? The original or the new one? Both of them. Or, okay. Well, the I like. I, underrated is the the remake. The, I thought it remake, was well done. Yeah. With I freaking agree. was it the tenth Doctor? Right? Yeah, David Tennant. Yeah. yeah. I, it was really well done, but it, oh, didn't, yeah. it didn't. I guess I don't know why it didn't do that well. It didn't do that and well. I thought it was really good. And, and I lo- Lost Boys too. So I are think, you yeah. really, you know what, we've done Lost Boys, but I've been wanting to do Fright Night, but I don't I know do, any I love Fright 80s, Night. so we're going to do a whole slew of 80s horror films, Yeah. because, and I know it's not October, but who cares? Because, I Because like care. I said, like, when it comes to like, like, Renata, like her, her, her role in 80s, um, a lot of it the, are, like, she loves a lot of the 80s, teen ones? but it's not really much horror. Max, he likes a lot of horror, but... His horror are more of the um, the 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 ones that are nor- not well known '80s. You know, like for instance, like the like Bad Taste or like freaking yeah, Dead Alive, sure, like those. Yeah. In which I want to do those, Both Peter but Jackson. I really I want to do the the more well known '80s horror films. The the ones sure, like yeah. when you think of '80s movies, Holy. oh, you think of Goonies. And, yeah. like, you freaking think of, like, Back to the Future. But when it comes Breakfast to horror... Club. Yeah, Breakfast Club. When you think of 80s horror, you think of Nightmare on or Elm Street. Yeah. You know, you think of freaking uh, Fright Night. You know, like, you think of certain, like, movies near yeah. dark. Yeah. You know, like, you think of, 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 of those, like, Lost Boys. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. Like, even though we every now and again we do off-ball ones, you know, like, for instance, Elvira. It's not one of the big, well-known 80s, but it's still, it's, like, cool to it's, do. It's a cult you know? classic. It's campy, it's cheesy, it's a cult cult classic, in my in my opinion. It didn't do well. No, it was, it was, it was uh, nominated it was for Razzie. Yeah, Razzie, yeah. Yeah, um, though, I mean, for... Uh, certain uh, things there there were like the Saturn Awards. I like the Saturn Awards because the Saturn Awards tend to be sci-fi horror and all of that. And and Cassandra Peterson was nominated for Best Actress. Uh, obviously the 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 the, the, um, the Razzies. They she was worst actress. In which I don't. The award should have not. She did well. She's supposed to be cheesy and campy. The one that was the horrible <laughs> yeah, yeah. actor was I don't know what was his character name. Um, um, I don't even know because there's no. He's not very good. I remember growing up watching, going, he's not very good. But the he's boyfriend, all right. I guess, or the guy that she, the love, Her interest. love interest, yeah, because yeah. this guy looks like a big dork, goofy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he. And act at all, no, and especially when he gets his neck brace, he's like, oh, viral. oh viral. like he was literally sound. I'm not joking. You sound people. like Pee Wee. I'm using the real literal sense of the word because he sounded he. That's the way he was talking, and I was making fun. He's like, all right, viral. and I'm like, why is he talking like that? And Chelsea was like, well, you're wearing a neck brace. No, yeah. If you have a neck brace, I'm not gonna be. <laughs> I'm not gonna sound like droopy dog, you floorster, you know. I don't know, um, but yeah, like that that actor. Um, it's very sexualized when it comes to the teens. It's the, like, why are teens in the '80s such peeping toms? I don't know. That's not the first movie where that happens. That's with a kids. big thing. Well, you have what was wait. the teen sex comedies of like even Animal House, even though that yeah that that was an, an '80s flick, right. but they did that in that film. You know, like you there's don't a, see a lot of there's that another now. movie with what's her name who has like one of the most 
from masturbatory films of I mean scenes of all time. What's her name from from Gremlins? The oh, one that was she, yeah, right. Fast Times. Yeah, um, uh-huh. it, it's another movie that she's in where she's at a college or whatever. Again, the guys they climb up, they look and they're yeah. You know, I, I don't know what this, the movie's called. Elvira, they do this. You know, yeah. even in Back to the Future, one of our favorite films. You right. Know? Yep. He's like up on the tree. Like, what do you have your window open when you change? And, and I mean, I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this is just funny because, like, what woman? I know it's for Hollywood, but what woman has the? I mean, unless she's a viewer, yeah. I can't Voy- voyeuristic, or yeah. Something. Um, but yeah, so, you know, obviously the kids come on, like, get on, like, on her side right away, because it's, the youth are the one, like, wow, who's yeah, this girl? Cool, cool but then person. the adults are like, eh, you're from the <laughs> devil, you know? And, like, obviously the men, they're always into her, though. Like, the women are the, you know, yeah. fist waving. I'm making sounds, and people are like, the fuck is he doing? Um, waving their fist, like, oh, this woman, get her oh, a tramp, you know? But then you have the old man, like... Well, she's not that bad, and they're like, she's hot. shut up, you know. Hey, you Especially know that one thinking, guy. And this is kind of off. Ghostbusters is kind of a horror comedy, a little bit. It is. You're it right. has horror elements in it. It does because it, as a kid, it was scary. Especially it can be. Especially that scene where it was um, uh, at the end. Remember when when uh, they first remember they. They, the containment unit when they sure. go yeah. nah, 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 and, yeah, and yeah. then that sound the, the song is like when it just goes please please it's magic and then it shows like the city like yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was, as a kid that was scary to me I was like oh the monsters it's, are loose and yeah, the, the sky looked kind of reddish and the things are flying and then that's when she walks to the window and it goes Push. Like, yeah. to me that was scary and it was it is a scary I mean in the beginning even in the movie and I love that that is a good example you know, I mean, if, if for, for those of you, if you're wondering, here, let me give you a, a rundown list of actual horror films, or not horror, but the, you know, the horror-related films that we've done. So if you ever want to go back and listen to these episodes, we've actually done um, films like that. So, episode nine, we did Ghostbusters. Um, let's see, we also did, uh, I know we did Beetlejuice in here. Um... Oh, well, you know, I'm not going to lay that one. Uh, (laughs) uh, Christ, I'm like going down the list and I'm like, where are they? They were like later on. Oh, yeah. We did Nightmare on Elm Street, episode 28. We did 29. We did Beetlejuice. We did episode 30, The Lost Boys. Um, So, yeah. So, so those are the ones that we did uh, that if you want to go back. Oh, episode 37, we did Monster Squad. So, if you want to go back and check out these these, uh, episodes... um, yeah, Lost Boys is me and Max. The rest of them were me and Renata. Oh, and Gremlins is kind of horror comedy. Yeah, Gremlins is. That was scary. Yeah. And I and I don't know how everybody feels about this, but I like the second one better. The new batch? I love the new batch. Really? I love it. I guess because... And Excuse the Frighteners, me. but that's not 80s. But anyway. Oh, the Frighteners <laughs> but it has a bit, you know, it has you know, Marty freaking, McFly in it. Yeah, Michael J. Like, oh. Yeah. You know? But, um... No, I love the that new one. That one is good. I like I like Frighteners. You yeah. know, some you know what? Every now and again the DeLorean could have issues with the time circuit and it might not take <laughs> us back to the eighties. So you never know. It yeah. m- we might get trapped in the nineties, you yeah. know. Um yeah, but freaking I don't know. I mean uh real quick going back to, to the whole like peeping Tom thing, I don't know. I mean mm. 
at least with like the this movie like what happened i mean at least what am i saying um yeah so the kids get on her side and they all help her paint the house in which they're only helping her because they want to check her out in yeah. which why are they working and checking her out if they're going to be sweeping in the backyard she's not working but it doesn't make any sense because she walks out with lemonade and she turns and sees the whole house like you're telling me that's the first moment she actually sees the and house also completed. that wasn't enough lemonade for all of them right that was not enough. That's not fair. Like, you know, <laughs> someone's going to be gypped. Like, gonna, uh, it's going to be like that scene in Office Space where, remember the oh, one the piece cake. of cake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In which it's it makes me mad because that stupid Asian lady right next to Milton, she was supposed to pass over the cake and she didn't. She kept it. Milton should have had that slice of cake because when she passes the cake to Milton... He's about to eat it, and then she, and then the other one, no, Milton, you have to. So it's like, oh, so the Asian lady passes it to Milton, Milton passes it to the next person, and so on and so forth. It keeps right. happening. But yep. when it's the last slice, she gets it and stops and turns to the guy to her right and starts talking. I'm like, no, you beat. You were supposed to pass <laughs> that slice to Milton. That wasn't fair. We were in the theater, me and my two buddies. And we were, I think, the only of seven people yeah. in that theater. And we were mad at that lady. We were like, what a beer. And we got mad. that the, We were so upset because, honestly, that was not... I get that's for the character. I understand that was to make it seem like, oh, poor Milton. You know, he's like, I'm going to bring the place down or whatever. You know, my yeah. stapler. I get that. But still, it wasn't fair. I would have slapped that cake out of her hand. <laughs> like, I don't... You know, F you lady. But, yeah. So, um... The teens, obviously, they help her, and yep. they, they at, at one point, she's like, we gotta lively up this town, and, you know, she meet, she sees the the, the, the beefcake guy, the, the doo, you know, yeah. dorky at his theater, so he's like, let's bring some horror films. What, what I also like, though, in the movie is that they do two parodies of two famous 80s movies, Rambo and uh, Flashdance. Flashdance. Yeah. That they put that in there, too, which I liked a lot. That's cool. And that's the only time they had uh, access to an actual yeah. license. I mean, they did do, what was it, Twist and Shout or something? Yeah. No, no it wasn't Twist and or Shout. Or You was, Make Me Want to Shout, right? Yeah, You Make Me. But it didn't even sound like the actual yeah, original. I don't know who the hell. Yeah. Because um, like, I was like, why are they using that song to, like, they're, like, to, to you know. And then, yeah, that was this, oh. They could have done, like, an is, 80s montage right there. Here was the racist part to that whole goddamn movie. Yeah. There, were, there was... There was two scenes that really I loved, but one made me laugh. And the the scene was in the very beginning when she's with her, uh, not in the very beginning when she's with the mechanic and he's looking over her car, and this and and like she's like leaning over like looking oh you know and he's like not even paying attention to her at all. And I'm like oh I thought this guy would have been just like everybody else in the town been yeah. like oh this lady who is she get away I'm not gonna work on your car better. He's like just whatever going away at the car. The moment she walks away, he looks over and goes, nice tits. Like, and I was like, dude, I started laughing so hard because I was like, <laughs> that that was seriously, um, nice. Well, I line love that of part. The, the line. And then the next, this, this scene was, um, what you want to call it? Uh, it was just racist because that song is like, you know, uh, makes me want to shout. They're listening to that. Yeah. So obviously, um. They're, they're listening to the music, and then that's when that grandma lady comes, and she's like, You get over here, man! Grabs her by the ear, and then you see her husband, who for some reason calls her mother. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> they grab her by her ear, and they take her away. 
the next day they're at the town hall meeting or whatever and they're like we gotta get this there you know our kids are with her and this and that and they're listening to that jungle music and i was like <laughs> whoa what do you mean jungle music like oh like i was like god damn that was pretty racist yeah and i'm like damn these old white people you know and, 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 and yeah so they say we're expelling these stupid kids if they go hang out with her and which nah, that's dumb they yeah real life that wouldn't happen mm-hmm. ovira you know shows up and she's like come on midnight movie let's do this yeah you know and everyone's like ah, i'm gonna do it so she fake cries they're like all right ovira we'll do it yeah so then she does her flash dance routine you know, and what she said, she says, oh, I'm ripping off. I mean, I'm doing it like, you know, I like that. That was funny. There are moments yeah. where she's actually she pretty funny. She is funny, yeah. It's cheesy at times, but there are moments that, all right, make me laugh. But, and then, yeah, they're all watching Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and then she does her flash dance. That's obviously, like, what'd you say that? Oh, yeah, that, um, oh, they do, like, they'll do close-up shots of her. I mean, she can dance. I, I'm pretty sure she can dance pretty well, and she can sing. But, like, when there's a couple of times where she does, like, acrobatic moves, she's doing flips, she's doing handstands and stuff like that, and they'll pull away, and it's obviously a double, you know, and then they'll, and the most obvious thing is when they get, they cut so close to her face when she'll, like, land or, you know, something like that, and they'll get real close, and I thought, that's fine, I'm like, oh, that's a double, yep, oh, <laughs> and a close-up on the real person, now oh, there you go, you know. Oh, well, I hated that scene, even as a kid, what I hated about that scene is when they would, she would do her flip. And then they would do it again, like, the exact same, like, yeah. they, like, did three takes of it. Yeah. Like, like, replay, like, I, I don't know why, it annoyed me when they would do that. Because that's what happened when she stabbed something. The severed hand. Yeah, when she stabbed the severed hand, they did, like, three quick takes of mm-hmm. the same thing. I don't know, that was stupid, but when she does that, and then when she lays on the chair and pulls the thing, it looks like it's, like, a mannequin getting poured on with. Yeah. And it's obviously that white girl who was in Beetlejuice. Um, in the gold dress or whatever mm-hmm. he said. Yep. Like, she hates her, too, because he's like, that's my man and the big, dumb beefcake guy. And, I mean, <laughs> you know, so she's at home all mad, taking a bath. And finally, she's like, I'm going to make dinner for this guy. And, you know, the kids go home, like, after washing off the tar, in which she would have could have died from the tar. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. And then, um, so when she freaking, she makes dinner. This is, I got to give credit to the film. The, the creature effects that they did because when she makes she reads out of the cookbook that's actually a spell book and she makes a casserole that looks like garbage the moment she pulls out freaking worms it's like really yeah you should stop right there yeah stop right there when you see worms exactly but i guess so it's comedy i go i don't know it must yeah. be good i don't know so when she pulls that out and she opens the lid this weird creature pops out and i was like wow that for 80s it, looks really it still good. looked good yeah so this it day, really good i was i was impressed by that there's stuff that i could watch now and I'm like, that looks like garbage. But yeah. that... The that, puppetry must have, It was just really good, believable. And even when they were holding on to it and, like, pretending... You know, obviously pretending that it's trying to get out. They were doing a good job with even it. Even when they dumped it out. Yeah, because that, you know, when it's... They're just holding the pot. It's just them holding it. So, I mean, they looked really good, like, pretending, you know, yeah. shaking it's the only time that guy so. was a good actor. Yeah, he's... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Elvira. Oh, hey. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess what we were saying, oh, gee. he was supposed to be a, a simple, con- simple, simple country guy. boy, yeah. but his acting just made him look like he was a horrible actor instead of just sounding like yeah. so it didn't clueless work out. to the world because she threw himself on him and he was just like, well, I gotta go, you know, and this <laughs> and that. And then, I mean, at one point they ended up doing it, so, you know, she got her way. But yeah. at the end of it, the... You know, she wants to seek revenge, so she ends up going to the town, turns them all on with the potion, and they all end up doing each other massive orgy. 
you know, the the, the Edie McClure, the redheaded fro lady, sits on one of the guy's face, like literally, <laughs> like on his, like pulls her dress and sits on his face. So that was crazy for for PG for that, for that movie. Yeah. yeah, for PG, that's like the most risque. Aside from Definitely, the yeah. accidental lip slip that you pointed out yeah, there by Kaniki, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we forget Kaniki's in this movie. Yeah, if you want to, you know, it, there is a nip slip in the movie uh, in the beginning where she meets the two, like, thug guys. If you want to do a pause and, you know, uh, you know, press play sort of situation... Go for it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, 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 uh, that, uh, did, I remember watching that with well, a friend. Well, please, please explain like, to me what you told me as that happened and what you did and how you learned of this. We, me and my friend were watching it and we're like, did, did her, did she just, like, did she just, like, pop out there? And we're like, let's check it. So, like, we'd go back. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And then we'd pause right where you could see it. We're like, oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of do see that scene because, I mean, we just kept watching. But you do see that scene where she covers herself. Yeah, she kind of like, I think she, like, she, I think right she obviously away, noticed I think she that it happens. It. So she'll grab, you know, she grabbed herself to cover up and everything. Yeah, and then for, also that scene right before she gets attacked, for those of you who are, you know, the geeks out there who are, uh, you know, comic book readers, that comic book uh, that the character Billy is reading is Amazing Spider-Man number 299. Uh, that was dated April 1988. Titled Survivor, huh? Painful that they ripped it. it was awesome. Right, is a survival of the hit, hit it, hideous. I don't know. Um, written by David Michelin, whatever, and penciled and cover art by Todd McFarlane. Uh, oh, really? Though at no point in the comic does anyone try to kill Spider-Man with plutonium. That plot actually involves Spider-Man tracking down a secret arms shipment. So uh, you know they ripped the book, but yeah, so. <laughs> So there's also that. There's some other ends. Like, the whole... Everybody hates her mind, except for the kids and the big dopey guy. Yeah. You know, but, you know, and the mechanic. The mechanic's the only one that actually... Yeah, even nice from shirt. the get-go, because he was already... Hey, he gonna, does like her. He compliments her. Yeah, he was... He actually, he's the only one, because at the end, he shows up at the yeah, car. It's fixed. fixed. But he was working on her car from the yeah. get-go. So he's actually, aside from... He's the only old person that actually likes her. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah, so... After the big orgy and everything, they're like, how can we do this? And the uncle comes, it, she's witchcraft, and this is that, 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 that. You know, and so also, like, to mention, uh, it's, I, don't, I know I said it earlier, but this is supposed to be Massachusetts. So, for what you're about to explain, they're in, they're in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, good, good, because, um, uh, yeah, it is, it is Massachusetts. So, okay, so with that, with Which Mass- is famous for the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, okay, so with Massachusetts, with that, it being in Massachusetts, they they say, like, oh, she broke the law and all that. And in old law, it's for witchcraft, so they can burn her at the stake. So they decide to uh, burn her at the stake. They they arrest her, you know, and they take her to the jail, and then they decide, all right, we're going to burn her. The dog is magical at some point, so we learn the oh, dog. Oh, the dog is magical, yeah. It's like a familiar. I'm pretty sure that's what that was supposed to, like, you know, like witches have familiars. Like okay. a cat or a dog. Or yeah, like. so it turns, you know, it escapes as a mouse, saves the big dopey guy, because the dopey guy went to go get the book. But to he help was, her out, yeah. Kaniki stopped him. So, <laughs> so yeah, so the uncle gets the book and then transforms to an evil demon. They take her to the town square. They're about to burn her, in which they do burn her, but her magical ring that she had as a, a whorish baby... <laughs> with all the makeup. Yeah, the, the little, they do a flashback and the baby has, like, makeup all over it to look like her, which I think is funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked horribly scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she somehow escapes, causes rain, 
and then she escapes, but then that's when Uncle, you know, evil uncle turns all massive, like, oh, yeah. I'm a monster, chases her, turns into Rambo at one point, does nothing. It was kind of a funny scene. Yeah, which know? reminds me, because in, Grem- in, uh, <laughs> in Gremlins, The New Batch, yeah. another movie I love, uh... Um, you know, Gizmo also turns into Rambo at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you know. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, so she does turn into Rambo. At that point, she's still being chased. Kaneki shows up at the house. He, she throws leeches on his face that I don't that know would, how they magically stuck. They wouldn't stuck. stick on there. They would have you know? just bounced off and that's it. She has a big anticlimactic fight scene <laughs> with the uncle that goes nowhere. He hits his nuts. She saves the day. And <laughs> then and, though at the very end though, she does get her Vegas show. That was the whole point of this movie was she wanted to Pay have off. her own Vegas show. She needed a fifty thousand dollars to have her own Vegas show. At the Flamingo Hilton. Yeah. If she would have sued, she would have had that money. But, but because yeah. of that Well, wait, how did she get the money? She sold the house or what happened? Something oh I, money from the dead uncle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because the uncle, he somehow magically disappeared. It went, well, and he died, so whatever he had, I guess that was it. Only went to, it went to her because, remember, She was the only... Li- living relative. So she was able to have her show at the Flamingo Hilton. Yeah, and... See, this is what's weird. It's an NBC production movie associated with NBC production. Because, um, I want to say the reason why was... Was it on NBC she, at night? Her, sh- um, her show, the movie Macabre. I think was on that channel late at night or at some NBC was some kind of affiliated with wherever she was doing the show. So I want to say that's why. Okay. Well, the reason why I bring up NBC is because in the Vegas episode, I mean Vegas episode, what am I saying? In the the Vegas scene that where she has that whole end scene where she Uh actually impressively enough raps, not bad. Like she's a good rapper. Like she, ra- she's good. Like she didn't quit. Like she, freestyle I, right there. I, yeah, she did a good freestyle. Like she didn't. It didn't sound cheesy. It didn't sound dumb. Like I'm like, all right. It didn't sound like Blondie. Like hey, Fat Freddy or You know, I was like, no, it sounded all right. You know, um, she's a good singer. I've always liked Elvira's. Like I said, has uh, she's had like one or two CDs out. Yeah, where she's done. You know, very much like basically the equivalent of like the Monster Mash. Like her versions of things like that. Um, and she's good. She does a good job. So that's it's called "Here I Am." That song you're talking about that she sings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so in that scene, the uh, originally they didn't want to shoot it. NBC was like, "Yeah, no, we don't want to give you the money to shoot it." So they they had the film and they gave them the film to watch without that scene. But the, the NBC was so impressed with the movie that they gave them the funding to do that. So there, that scene almost wasn't included. In the final sh- uh, showing, but they did, in which when she's on top of the car and pushes out singing, I thought that was pretty Yeah, it reminds cheesy. me very much of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's what I was about to say. Sister, right? You know? Too late, no evil. <laughs> I would you know, that would have been the best scene to have, like, Pee Wee cameo right there. Yeah, oh, you know? yeah, right. But he was, he, yeah, he was too busy shooting uh, Big Top Pee Wee at the same time. Oh, that's, that's the why only reason why she wasn't, he wasn't in the movie. Yeah. But if it wasn't for that, I guarantee I you like that, that movie, movie would have been ten yeah. times bigger. And big, if, big Top Pee Wee wasn't worth it. And I guarantee <laughs> you, he would not have come out as as Paul Rubens. Yeah, he would probably come out as Pee Wee in the movie. I don't know because do she didn't come, he, but she didn't do her. She wasn't Elvira in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, that's true. But see, at yeah. that time though, they were just well. I guess cameo. because in up, I think it's up in smoke. One of the Cheech and Chong movies, um, he comes out as like a waiter, and yeah. he's not as Pee Wee. He comes out as a waiter. 
you know, but he wasn't right, back to yeah. the beach. He came out, he did the bird is the word, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But all in all, at the end, she saves the day, has her Vegas show, end of the movie. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is... Oh, she uh, also, if you watch the movie, she does a very impressive uh, talent at the end of the movie. But, well, you know what? We won't talk about it. We'll have you watch it. And then you tell us what you think about it. Her little talent that she does. Um, I don't remember what talent you know, you're talking about. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention it. We'll just... You need to see it. It's impressive. Yes, it's, it's, it's the end of her Vegas stage show. It's the last thing she does in the movie. Yeah, so that's literally right. We'll get your opinion on it. Yes, we please let us see. Uh, tell us your opinion. You have to see it. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. All right, cool. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um... That was Elvira. Uh, I mean, the, the DVD box says 1987, but IMDb so lists it as 1988. Um, other than, I mean, there's a sequel, you know, that came out after this. Not yeah. really a sequel. Well, I mean, it's just another Elvira movie. Yeah, it, it's not, not a If sh- you're interested in what it is, it's like um, Elvira, but it's all themed to uh, Edgar Allan Poe. So if you've ever seen any of the Vincent Price movies... Uh, where it's, you know, um, Murders in the Room Morgue and uh, The Pit and the Pendulum, things like that. It's all themed kind of like that. So you're going to see it's a lot has a lot of that involved with it. Yeah. Um, it does have, plus, you know, the plus is Rich O'Brien is in it. If you're a fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show, then that's awesome. It's not as good. Um, I, I do like it. I think I have it probably recorded on a VHS somewhere. I don't own it, but, um, yeah, it's, I mean, if you're, you know, if you want to check it out, uh, Elvira's Haunted Hills. Yeah, it was released, uh, it was a 2001 movie. Yeah, and it was independently funded, I think, by her, and it was shot in Romania. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right, right on. Some of it. Awesome. All right, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there you have it. So that was our, our movie for this week. Um... I guess, you know, um, I'm trying to think. I'm like, where should I go now for, obviously, our song of the week? And, I, I mean, it's it's really, really hard to, because um, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to go with the typical, like, you know, uh, new wave-ish uh, music, you know? Like, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I got to do, I got to do something a little, a little dark in the, in the 80s. Not dark, but just something that's not so obviously upbeat and wonderful so i guess you know what i'm gonna give you yeah you know that's what i'll do okay ladies and gentlemen here we go so uh this song is uh is one there's i mean there's actually a few different versions i'm not i'm not sure uh how hold on i'm gonna boom there you go i'm gonna where the hell is the wiki of it Go talk for now while I do this. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so give your final thoughts on the film. Final thoughts. Uh, Chelsea's rating would be... Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you rate it? I rate it 10 out of 10. No, well, for me. But, I mean, for the average viewer, um, it's a 6. You know? I mean, it's entertaining. It depends, you know? Like, if, 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 you, do, if you enjoy campy, cheesy, over-the-top... You know, there's a little bit of horror-themed element in it. You'll enjoy it. It's fun. It's a good movie. Um, for me, I, it's one of my favorites. So, obviously, I'm like, it's amazing. It's awesome. I like quoting it. I love 
saying quotes uh, from the movie uh, that she'll say, like, um, she meets one of the guys and he's in a suit. She's like, oh, nice, nice uh, suit. Who shot the couch? I like that's funny. Um, other little, little quips and things that she'll say. I like, so I don't know, I'm just, I'm biased because I'm an Elvira fan, big time Elvira fan, um, but for the average person, it's fun, you know, if you're, you know, watch it around Halloween time, um, watch it with, uh, have, you know, not, I wouldn't say kids would watch it, but maybe, you know, teenagers, it's good for teens, older, um, yeah, it's, just, it's fun around, uh, Halloween time, and, uh, if you have, you know, if you want, uh, to know more about Elvira, and stuff. YouTube uh, has a lot of, like, uh, clips of her old show, Movie Macabre. So if you want to see, like, outside of the movie what she's like, what she really is known for, you can go to YouTube and watch little clips of her. Um, because when she would do the movie hosting, she wouldn't kind of, like, he's saying, like, Mystery Science Theater, and they're talking the whole movie and making fun of it. And what she's doing, really, is she's introducing the film. Here, we're watching, uh, we're watching, Dracula's daughter and then you know she'll talk about the movie make little jokes all right here's the movie movie goes okay commercial break she's gonna say okay we're going to a commercial break you know talk about the movie again you know when you come back from commercial she'll talk again and then introduce the movie back again so she's coming in at breaks and then she talks at the end she might be doing little gags little uh, skits along in the, the movie way. When she, you know, she's when she's in, I don't right. Know, I it makes it, yeah, no, no she's, she's just, watching the movie and cracking jokes as yeah. Watching well, she, I think she'll she'll do that too, but like, mostly when she's probably live event. If she's it. yeah, sure, a live event, but if she's hosting the, the movie, she's just commercial breaks, you know, intro oh, okay, to the okay. film and ending to the film, and she'll you know do a little kind of more like like so you got mystery science theater. They're doing, they're talking during the movie, but remember when they, clo they'll close all the gates back up and they'll go and they'll say, oh, so what do you think about the movie? And like, they'll do like a little skit about the movie. That's more what she's doing really. Oh. So yeah. But anyway, if you want to see more of like what she is, you know, she was like back in the day, YouTube has some good, there's a lot of good clips. There's one called, um, you could do Elvira, she demons. There's a, a little intro and uh, you can see what she was really like, and she's awesome. So I mean, I recommend anything that she does. So. And then also too, there's a if you look on YouTube, there's a ton of um, Coors Light and Budweiser. Oh yeah, lots. Of, you'll see a lot of her advertisement that she did. It seems like a lot of people don't do that now. They'll go overseas and do that, but like people like because there's also you could look up Oingo Boingo and put Budweiser. And they did, like, a whole Budweiser, yeah. like, song commercial. It was directed by Danny Elfman's brother. And, um, yeah, it's all, this butt's for you. Oh, that's Don't cool. Win it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, it's the typical, like, um... Oh, and another thing, too. She was, um, she, like, guest star. She would guest star on a lot of stuff, too. She was on an episode of Nash Bridges. <laughs> she was a uh, recently. She was just on Tim Allen Still Standing. They they would kind of try to have her and like have her guest um, guest star on stuff. Like she would be back in the eighties and stuff. She would be like on, you know, David Letterman and Jay Leno around Halloween time and stuff like that, talking about Halloween. So anyway, but yeah, yeah and then also if you're if you're a perv, you could look up just Cassandra Peterson nude and yeah, she's posed nude as herself. Oh, yeah, in the 70s, or what, a Playboy, or... Yeah, so yeah, if you're a perv and you want to see what she looks like, you know, um, you can check her out. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> all so. right, so so I'm going to stick to something that's a bit, uh, you know, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm not going to give you 
light 80s this week. You know, usually I try to give you the upbeat, new wave dancing and all that. Um, I mean, every now and again, I'll go a little bit harder. So I'm going to give you some awesome 80s industrial. Uh, from the same year, 1988, I'm going to give you guys this week um, from the album Front by Front. It's the by the band Front 2... Sorry, I was going to burp. And then like, I did that <laughs> hiccup like, ah! Um, front 242, uh, the song is called Headhunter. Uh, yeah, so this song, obviously, you know, was released in uh, 1988. It's the one song that's really that, like, well-known song uh, from them. I mean, if you're a fan of Industrial, you know, or you're a fan of them, obviously, you know, but if for those of you who, like, you know, you don't really know the band, but this is that one song that made them, like, well-known. Like, there's a lot of artists, like, for instance, like, Flock of Seagulls, it's all Iran. That's all people know, but they don't realize that they have a lot of other good songs. I mean, you know, te- Telecommunication, I really dig that song, you know. You know, Space Age Love Song got some play during Wedding Singer when that came out, you know. Um, but there's all these other bands, you know, like Information Society. Everyone's like, you know, What's On Your Mind? But they have, like, all these other albums that I love, you know. that. So this is that one where it's like this band had that, you know. Um, so, so, yeah, so the, the song I'm giving you is uh, Headhunter by the band... Front 242, and, uh, yeah, off the album, Front uh, by Front. And, um, so, yeah, so I would have to say this is, like, the original, you know, 80s, you know, industrial, you know, EBM, uh, electronic body music, not EDM, you know, uh, dance music, whatever, this is different. So, yeah, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So I had fun talking all 80s. We're going to be giving you some more horror 80s, um... Uh, for sure, we'll be doing Fright Night. What, 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 just real quick, what other other horror movies you think would be good to do? All I, right now, I can just think of Fright Night. All right, so Fright Night. So <laughs> I can't think right now. We'll, we'll do a... We'll if you do ever a... did want to do... I know it's dumb, but if you ever want to do Gremlins New Batch, let me know, because I do like that movie a lot. Like I said, sometimes that DeLorean, you know, it, it might not take us, you know, so... All right, I so know, cool. What, what year was that? 90? Uh, New Batch? Yeah. Had to be. You know, I want to look it up. It's not in the 80s, huh? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I actually want to look it up. Batch. Grimlins it might be 1990. I don't know. I... Probably. I mean, it, it has to be like... Um, it's... it's uh, Oh, right. 90. Boom, right in the 90s. So. Right there. I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, so... But yeah, I can't think, but um, definitely Fright Night... But I'll think yeah. it's and Friday night will be a uh, in a sense a double episode because we're going to be talking about the original and we'll be talking about the remake. And there's also Fright Night too. That is true. Yeah, I totally forgot. Which about is it. not that I've I've seen it, of course. I don't even remember yeah, it. Okay. I saw it one like not once. I mean, I saw it as a little kid. The only people that, that I can't are even you've got the main guy in it again, and then um, the, the you know the. Well, this kind of plays into it. In Fright Night, so if you do Fright Night, whatever, next, or not next, but down the road, in Fright Night, uh, the guy, it has the guy in it, the guy from Planet of the Apes, I can't remember his name. Uh, Mark Wahlberg? No, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Um, I can't remember his name, but anyway, in the movie, he's a horror TV host. Oh, yeah, 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 They In the new, in the new Fright Night, he's a magician. Like like a uh, what's the magician? Chris Angel? Yeah, he's supposed to be like a Chris Angel magician. In in the original Friday Night, he's supposed to be like a horror host, which is like Elvira. Full circle. There you go. So if you Boom. do that, there you are. Connect. All right. So the next the next horror. I'm not saying it's our next episode because I'm probably going to be posting a bunch of 
episodes that are out of order. But for sure, uh, the next episode that we'll be doing soon will be Fright Night. So we'll be doing double double feature. Hey, it'll be like that. A double feature with <laughs> Elvira, Fright Night, and the remake, Fright Night. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So we had fun watching Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. But I think it's time to <laughs> finish our popcorn, get into the DeLorean, and travel back to the future.
I've got to catch him this time to show these kids that the example he sets is a first-class ticket to nowhere. Oh, Dad, you sounded like Dirty Harry just then. Really? Uh-huh. 